This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Sir Nicholas, whose words are, fealty to one. Welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Chapter 25, Eddard 5 of A Game of Thrones. And in A World of Ice and Fire, we are discussing Aegon Targaryen, fifth of his name, King of the Andals and of the First Men, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, and Protector of the Realm. Yeah. Aegon the Fifth, Aegon the Unlikely. Yeah, what did I say earlier? The uh, the Maester um, Aemon. Yeah, um, no, the Maester what the uh, Arch Maester Gildane. No, not that one. Oh, uh, the, the other one. What? No, no, the, the, no, the, not in the World of Ice and Fire book. Uh, what's his name in the chapter today? Grand Ma- Grand Maester Pycelle. Pycelle, gosh dang. Yeah. Um, what does he call him? He says uh, he calls him Aegon the. Oh my gosh! We're gonna, it's going to come up in the well, next we'll, chapter. Well, yeah, we'll get it. It's the opposite of unlikely, and I thought it was yeah. very interesting. The likely, isn't that the opposite of unlikely? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that would be. It. But uh, it's not. What is it? He's he's uh, half a peasant. Cool. He is. He is interesting character, and um, really a lot of his downfall is going to come from not really. Uh, it's his kids. Isn't it's it? his kids. You know. So, anyways. Uh, but we'll get there. Uh, we like to mention at the top of the show that uh, send, you can send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. Um, our number is also 614-547-2350. Uh, that's the Wherewood Network. And uh, what else we got here? I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, jumping into the small council, uh, just some updates on life, updates on the show. Uh, what's the happenings, you know? Yeah. Not a whole lot in life. I'll say that. Uh, going is that a good on. thing or a bad thing? You know, it's okay. It's uh, I'm getting now that Sir Ezra has moved. I'm getting ready to uh, to move, so I'm just kind of uh, piecing, packing things, getting things squared away. Uh, yeah. So kind of planning out. Oh, this is where I'm gonna need to stop. As I, I'm taking the King's Road. Call yeah, it, you it's are. I eighty. Yeah, you're heading through, out uh, uh, through the flatlands of uh, Nebraska and uh, Iowa. You know, Utah. Has anyone ever done like, um, like compared, you know, like west, like regions of the United States to, you know, yeah, like like I've thought of it. You know, I've been thinking of it because what would you call that? Well, I don't know. It's it's tough. You're going west because I'm going out to I'm going out to Oregon, and then Oregon is it's not really the Westerlands though because in the Westerlands, the Westerlands was is described. I think it's. Because it's more based on like England, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the way it's kind of designed, it's kind of rocky and I don't know. To me, it seems I, I think like California. It's like like golden beaches and the Lannisters. Okay. Yeah. And, yep. and so when I think about where I'm going, and I'm going to Oregon, where you know there's like big, huge pine trees, and so I'm like, is it the north? Right. But then there's like mountains. So is it like the Vale? But then there's like big rivers. So man, the river. I don't know. So I, feel like, I feel like I'm just in like north. I'm like northeast of yeah. the Trident. Is <laughs> like wherever, okay. wherever specifically that would be. <laughs> uh, wow. So you're yeah. You're like, are you above the neck or below the neck? I think I'd be just above it. Yeah. yeah. So getting over there near like White Harbor, then maybe. Yeah, or I think something. so. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. We should maybe uh, try to figure that out. We'll have some discussion about it in the group because I mm-hmm. don't really know what even Ohio would be. It's tough. Like you know, I feel like the Riverlands. If I ha- if I had to narrow it to yeah, something, maybe, maybe, yeah. I've thought of that too. Has it been? Yeah. Anyways, okay, just something to to think about. So yeah, you're getting ready for your move, and um, I am back to school. It's been crazy these last couple weeks. So uh, we're getting caught caught up on our Patreon stuff. Uh, we had a little business meeting beforehand. Uh, some surprises, things coming down the road. True. So, you know, we're excited. Uh, getting ready for Fire and Blood. So yeah. we need to be settled in before that book Ooh, drops. Oh, man. I'm glad you know? that where we're at in a, the world of Ice and Fires, we're almost actually done with the Targaryen Kings. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. We have we have Egg on the 5th. Yep. Then we have Jaehaerys the 2nd. Yep. And then we have uh, King Aerys. And then that's actually, guys, to be honest, that's kind of it for World of Ice and Fire. Yeah. Because after that, it just does smaller house histories. Yeah, which would still do. We're still doing, but yeah. they, they're just. They're, we honestly could probably do two an episode or something because they're just they're they're much they're much much shorter. Yeah. Kind of chapters. They more just kind of talk about the region and. Right, and I think sometimes we've done um, with those Targaryen kings. It's like uh, we've even moved the reread around because they're so significant. Yeah. You know what I mean, just because there's so much there to kind of cover. So yeah. with those, it will be back to a nice small maester study. Mm-hmm. So before Fire and Blood. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, any news on the uh, show or anything? Yeah, so Gurr was at a, uh, I believe it was called Worldcon. Yeah. And this is where I kind of told you off uh, off air here that there were some questions asked to him. So somebody somebody asked him specifically about Winds of Winter. He said he is still working on it. He <laughs> refused to answer some questions. Um, one of the questions he did specifically said, I'm not answering that, was about is there a is there a Clegane sister? He didn't no. say no. He just said, I'm not I'm not ready to answer that. No way. Really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Um, and then he was actually asked, I believe, by one of the people from History of Westeros about did Blood Raven take Dark Sister yeah, I heard about to this. Castle Black, yeah. um, which has long been a huge theory. It is what everyone kind of has you know, suspected, and Gurr flat out answered yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Yeah, Which that- raises some questions, because a lot of people think that there is a Valyrian steel sword in the cave, and that is that it's Dark Sister. Right. But it could also be Longclaw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but Longclaw we looked up and it seems like it. Either, if it's if it's not just a random Valyrian steel sword, it's more likely to be Blackfire because Blackfire is a little bit bigger. Uh, yeah, I think we yeah we did some research on that, but I mean either way though, it's the idea that because um, that sword has only been in the Mormont family for what a couple hundred years or something. Well, it's been in the Mormont family for five hundred years, which is actually five? which okay. actually makes it older than ice. Oh, okay. And that's the big that's the big thing. We we talked about this in a um, yeah. in a page we did a Patreon episode on it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the interesting thing. So just just some history about Longclaw and uh, what it could be. But regardless, um, Dark Sister. We know Blood Raven does take north, and it could be in the cave, or it could be uh, could be the the sword that uh, you know Mormont forgot about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Had the pommel change. That's neat though. That's honestly pretty cool. You know, glad he's out there still answering questions. Um, glad he's uh, still working, I guess, on mm-hmm. on uh, Winds of Winter. You think it's done, but... I do think it's done. So is he lying to us, or what's going on? Yeah, I if think... If he can lie about that, could he lie about uh, 
all these answers he's given. Yeah, maybe. He can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. So, um, okay, all right. I think it's time to jump into the uh, Maester study. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll dive into that. This week we were talking about um, Aegon the Fifth. Um, you know, Aegon the Unlikely, Egg, um, from the Duncan Egg series. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to f- figure out what else he's called, too. Lots yeah. of different things. Here we go. Uh, the first act of Aegon's reign was the arrest of Brendan Rivers, the king's hand, for the murder of Aenys Blackfire. Bloodraven did not, uh, excuse me, Bloodraven did not deny that he had lured the pretender into into his uh, power by the offer of a safe conduct, but contended that he had sacrificed his own personal honor for the good of the realm. If you remember last week, um, we were in Magor, which is a uh, Egg's dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a lot of people coming to this council to discuss who should be the next king. And there was a um, Aenys Blackfire came right at Bloodraven. Bloodraven said, "Hey, you should come. It'll be fine. You can yeah, toss, you're, you'll be okay. You can toss your name into the uh, into the <laughs> hat there. We'll like, <laughs> yeah, we'll have, oh, it's, yeah, it's really. gonna be it's gonna be a party. We're all you know. We're gonna we're gonna pick a." We're gonna pick a new king. It'll Who be totally. It'll him? be totally cool. And then he like gets off the ship, and Bloodraven immediately has him arrested, and it just like kills him. That's crazy. Yeah. So so eggs like yeah you're out. Yeah. Well, and, and it's one of those things where if you can't trust, you know, the word of um, the Iron Throne, then you mm-hmm. know, it really kind of uh, sets a. It's just it's not a good thing to have right. you know going on. So and it is it should be noted also that. Egg, Aegon, uh, does not like Blood Raven at all, and uh, this—that's more. You got to go read um, Duncan Egg series. Duncan Egg series, and actually, I think we decided that's what we're we're going to do next for our Black Council. Yeah, mm-hmm. series. We're just going to do all three of those. Yeah, that that'll um, be a lot of fun for us. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun, and you get a lot of history because there's so much in it where they they actually and they have some interactions, and Egg says some really interesting things about. Blood Raven and bastards, and I believe there was a line that says like, "In the end, Blood Raven, because he's a bastard, would betray us all. Like, <laughs> regardless of even if he's tried to be he tries to be good for the realm, in the end, he'll betray us all. So, Treachery, yeah, yeah. What does that mean for the Three Eyed Crow slash Raven? Yeah, there's actually a, a quote I have today. We'll get to in the main chapter that Old Nan tells Eddard Stark, which kind of goes off what we were talking about in fri- Follow Up Friday. So. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, so a lot. And a lot of Aegon the Fifth, you know, comes from his his adventuring during those days with Sir Duncan the Tall. But mm-hmm. so Blood Raven kills Aenys Blackfire. He gets sent to the wall, um, and he, he actually goes to the wall with Maester Aemon. Right, yep, he does. Yep. And yeah. he takes he takes a band of his own people. Um, yeah, the Raven's Teeth, which is surprising. Like uh, 200 men went with him. Yeah, two hundred very skilled men. That's, I mean, so at that point, they're really reinforcing the Night's Watch up there, mm-hmm. you know, because these guys all fought in the Blackfire Rebellion. Uh huh. You know where they killed yeah. Damon Blackfire. Yep. So yeah. yeah, so he so he goes he goes up there, and then uh, Blood Raven actually becomes the Lord Commander in two thirty nine AC, serving until his disappearance during a ranging beyond the Wall in two fifty two AC. And then that leaves all kinds of questions, uh, which we, you know we're always still speculating about, and, right? Uh, as, yeah. as as to what happened, you know, you think about the Raven Sea for a second. You know, d- wouldn't they have to be sort of uh, to go take the Black? Mm-hmm. I mean, that to be really devout in some way, like well, almost maybe like they thrall, were, you know, like yeah, 
Well, kind he, of he is a sorcerer. So. Yeah, so I'm saying, is it what did he have them under some type of spell? Were they convinced of something? Was there a greater mission? Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff. Yeah, you know, it's interesting also because they've talked about that the Night's Watch has been dwindling and dwindling for yep. so long. Yep. But you would have to think that this is like 50 years before the main series. Uh-huh. They make it seem like the Night's Watch has always been dwindling. Well, you just had 200, like, skilled people come yeah. to the wall. So what happens to all these guys? That's what I was about to say. Is is there any speculation on, you know, are some of these older guys, you know, still... Was there someone who was much younger than Blood Raven, who was a part of the Raven's Teeth, who is still there, mm-hmm. you know, doing their thing? Yeah. Um, or were they all killed on this on a Great Rain? We don't know. We don't know. You know what might have uh, transpired up there? So right with all with all these. Oftentimes guys. things are things happen at the nights uh, up at the wall, and they don't ever reach King's Landing. Like the right. news of it doesn't really, or they don't take it serious. Yeah, so, so that's so that's why actually there's there's not a lot of history about what actually happens at Castle Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's just it's it's interesting. So yep. there's some stories from the north. Yeah, so you kind of got to look at that that mm-hmm. perspective too. So, um, all right, well, Aegon's reign was a challenging one, uh, starting uh, as it did in the midst of a winter that had lasted three years and showed no signs of abating. There was starvation and suffering in the north, as there been as there had been a hundred years before. In the long winter that reigned from 130 to 135, Aegon was always concerned for the welfare of the poor folk. Um, he did what he could to increase the flow of grain and other food to the north, but he, uh, some felt he did too much in this regard. And that is going to be a theme in his reign. Is um, we talked about this last week? Is that people kind of call him half a peasant? Because yeah. he squired for this hedge night, mm-hmm. yep. and they were living on the road, and yeah. well, I mean, oftentimes he like um, when Dunk is in trouble, like his identity is is kind of secret. But as they go along, there's different times where his true identity as a prince comes out, right? And um, Dunk doesn't want that to happen, but there's times where he kind of right. Um, it, it just does happen, I guess, you know. Yeah, so for those of you who have not read the Duncan Egg series, just kind of a brief, uh, very brief overview here is that there's three books so far. There's pl- They plan to be seven. Um, they are from the perspective of Sir Duncan the Tall, who is a brand-new hedge knight who, like, literally grew up in the gutters. Yeah. And he is going to this tourney at Ashford Meadow. Yep. And he comes across this bald stable boy, and it's Egg. Yeah. And it's um, he thinks it's just some, you know, poor kid who's maybe sick. Maybe that's why he's shaved his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, it turns out to be, oh, Prince Aegon, you know, who becomes Aegon the fifth, the king of right. Westeros. Be- and he is hiding his identity because he hates his brothers. There's there's a lo- there's a lot more to it. But anyway, so he ends. they end up having all kinds of adventures and they travel around and he keeps his identity hidden yes yeah he keeps his uh, head shaved and he is a squire to sir duncan the tall yeah well i think at times he keeps it he keeps it um secret because it could either one keep him safe or put um, him in trouble or or get him in trouble yeah which is we see well, in the either, third right the, thir- the third the third book yeah um so but well, it, and the, i'm sorry so yeah those those are the same thing safe and, and in trouble you know or it's the idea gotcha, that yeah. duncan um would uh doesn't want him to rely on that exactly yeah you know yeah so he has this he has he, ha- he has they keep referencing it in the in the duncan egg series he has this ring which has like yes. you know, a signet a signet on it and yeah. he can say well no look who i am i am Aegon 
Targaryen. Yeah. You pretty much have to do whatever I say. <laughs> and um, you know, the the second the second book, it, uh, the mystery or the uh, sworn sword. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. They're dealing with. I mean, these two tiny houses. Yeah. I mean, like maybe like a thousand people total right. between like both these houses. Right. Yep. And Egg keeps saying, "Well, I can just use my ring." And Duncan's like, no, right, no, you know, don't no, pull it out. Don't don't do that. We got to figure this out on our own right. because you can't always just interfere. Right. Yeah. And these types of things. So it's really interesting. Yeah. And then the third one there's actually the second Blackfire Rebellion. Yeah. And Egg kind of gets they they Get realize up who and, Egg is. Yeah. And it, yeah, it causes some more. Yeah. Some more things. <laughs> but yeah. And then like that that comes up that comes up here, too, as 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 we as we go forward in these um, in this in these chapters here. So. Right. Um. Yeah. So Aegon's rule is uh says tested very quickly. Yep. Uh, because the affairs he had meddled uh, in too often as a prince, attempting to reduce their rights and privileges. Nor had the Blackfire threat ended with the death of Aenys Blackfire. Um, Blood Raven's infamous betrayal had only hardened the enmity of the exiles across the Narrow Sea. In 236 AC, as a cruel six-year-long winter drew to close, the fourth Blackfire Rebellion saw the self-styled King Daemon III Blackfire, son of Hagon and grandson of Daemon I, cross the Narrow Sea with bitter steel yep. and the Golden Company at his back in a fresh attempt to seize the Iron Throne. Well, and you think about it, there, I think you know Blood Raven at this point in time is, is sent away. Yeah, Blood Raven's gone. They can't help. So it's so in Bittersteel's mind, here's the chance to actually get this done. You know, mm-hmm. the Raven's teeth are gone as well. He probably has informants in the realm. And, yeah, they come back uh, and take him on. And I'm guessing it doesn't say this here. You read between the lines. I thought he would bring Blackfire with him. The yeah. big thing with the, with the second Blackfire Rebellion was that the sword Blackfire um, was not given right. um, to Damon's son. Absolutely. And, and in know. the third Duncan Egg book, A Mystery Night, when he when Damon II um, is trying to get everyone to rally to him, he raises the sword above his head, and it says they could all see that it was not Blackfire. It was not Blackfire. So, yep. And Bittersteel wouldn't give him the sword yeah. because th- he felt he was so, too bookish. So do you think, though, Sir Matt, that he has, that Bittersteel brought the sword or maybe gave the sword to Damon... Um, the third oh, black fire. I don't know. I would, I would feel because like Dunk have takes to. him on, right? Wouldn't it be crazy? Dunk is fighting against the sword Blackfire. It would be. That would be not. It would. Because I, I guarantee you, if they continue on with that series and stuff, we'll to hear out. from his perspective, right. we're gonna yeah, find out. Like, just knowing our Dunk and and, and having yeah. having you know read the way he has written, um, he would just be blown away. Like, oh, he's got the sword. I know. You know, yeah. it's almost like I'm fighting. I'm, I'm fighting against the Blackfire sword. Yeah. So, I don't so, know. I don't know. But uh so eventually they land right on Blackwater Bay. Yep. Uh, but uh but few rallied to their banners. King Aegon the 5th himself rode out to meet them. And that's something it says here. Mm-hmm. There's a line here later um it says he was uh, often uh, Yeah, he was he spends most of his time in armor. Right. So my question is how good is Egg as a fighter? I mean, he again squired for one of the greatest knights of all time. Right. So, <laughs> you know, he's he knows how to command, I think, and, and he, he goes out with his sons, too. Yeah. You know, his sons are, you know, armored up and ready to go. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, anyway, that that gets pretty much put down. Uh, Damon Third is slain by the King's Guard Knight, Sir Duncan the Tall, the hedge knight from whom Ed, Egg had squired. Bittersteel eluded capture and escaped once again. This is the third time mm-hmm. he's escaped. <laughs> yeah. Escaped capture here. 
Um, only to emerge a few years later in the disputed lands, fighting with his cell swords in a meaningful skirmish between Tyrush and Myrrh. It says he finally dies at the age of 69, and when he fell, it was as he said he died as he lived, with a sword in his hand and defiance upon his lips. But then the Golden Company and the Blackfire line um, seem to continue on for yep. a bit. So, yeah, so Egg uh, has a lot more squabbles he has to put down. And essentially what it's from is he, as we kind of said, it all kind of comes to his, all kind of comes to his kids. Yeah, well, um, just one thing before that, it's uh, it's his kids is like the, the next big part. But like um, the reason that the other, you know, I guess major uh, kingdoms um, have beef with him is because of all the rights he gave to the small folk. Right. You know, and he... They saw that he was like he, he, he kind of puts them, power back in the people. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and because and again, that's why he was mocked for being like one of the small folk, you right. know. So, but but yeah, then the next big thing, and it's both things simultaneously kind of plague. I think his his reign, but yeah, his his kids, man. I mean, mm-hmm. like uh, y- you know, just well, it's um, since he is egg the unlikely, and he wasn't planning on becoming right king because uh, he was actually planning on being in the king's guard. Yeah. That was yeah. what I was about to say. Is like, is that like the reason I think he wants to wear armor and rides out himself is because he always had this, you know, in his mind that he was going to grow up to be a, a knight himself. Right. And so now he's king and he gets to ride out, you right. know, with his knights. Right. You know. And I will say in the uh, the Duncan Egg series, you actually get his kind of thoughts on a lot of the realm, mm-hmm. and it is interesting because it's the only time we get it, like the thoughts of a young prince. Yeah. Um, well, we, we get it with Joffrey as well. Actually, it is kind of interesting comparing Joffrey's thoughts to Egg's. Yeah. Um, in that they're similar, but Egg is obviously far more nicer. Yeah. And understanding. Um, and of course, we don't like Joffrey because we know Joffrey is not legitimate, or as Egg right. is, yeah. Egg is legitimate. Yeah. Um, and so there's like, I think there's just even though like some of the points are kind of similar, they're they're different because Egg doesn't. Joffrey is is much more. I'm the prince. I get to do whatever I want, and everyone has to deal with it. Egg is much more about this is how things should be done. This is the right way to do things. Right. Yeah, because yeah, he's more of an evaluator. He is not even in his mind. He'll never like when he when he's born. He's being and he's out with he's on with uh, he's out with Dunk in these right. um, different adventures. He doesn't think he's going to be king. He has all these brothers ahead of him. Right. Plus, when you know, it's like it's his uh, his father's brother is king. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. He is egg the unlikely. He's egg right. on the unlikely for for a reason, and I think that really does shape and mold who he is as as a person. So he, unlike right. you know Joffrey, he didn't grow up thinking I'm going to rule this place one right. day. Right. Well, and, and the other difference is with Joffrey, his dad destroyed the Targaryen line, ended it, and with well, air quotes. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Egg, we see him talking in um, you don't see in you see it more much more in the second book than in any of the others where he's talking to Eustace Osgray, who the Checky Lion, yeah, Eustace the Checky Os- Lion, old, Eustace Osgray, who has feller. like who has like has Standfast, who has like like one castle and like I think twelve like farmers, you know what I mean? Like that's right, right. that's the entirety of his his kind of lordship area. <laughs> um, but he he fought for the the Black Dragon. Damon Blackfire, right? Yeah, and he's explaining to Egg why he chose Damon Blackfire, and da- and he and you get Egg's perspective on things, and Egg's like, you know, he Darren was good, 
and he and yeah right Darren the good that's just what mm-hmm. he hears it's these stories right kind of kind of thing yeah it's similar actually to Sansa and Sansa talks about like the story she hears yes um, of these knights and how they were gallant and Littlefinger and so other people are like oh, were they like we're, yeah yeah were and you kind of get that that similar thing happens with egg mm-hmm. um, where Eustace Osgrey is telling him, he's like, well, it didn't matter. He's like, you could tell just by looking at the difference between Darren and Damon. He's like who the real King was. Yeah. And Eustace Osgrey says, Damon Blackfire is the greatest swordsman of that time. He even, he lists like everybody else, including even, I, I can't remember his name. The, the current Dane, yeah, the current the Danes, like, sword yeah. of the main sword of the morning. He's like, he was far better than all of them. Yeah. That's crazy. That is really, it's really interesting. To, and they to said, and when, he, when he had the sword Blackfire in his hand, you just knew. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. And so, so anyway, so you get, you get, you get this kind of, you get Egg's internal uh, battle, his struggle to see how, like, how he should rule and things like that. And he talks about, like, bastards not being... Like they're all—it's always going to end in deception, and right. And another thing he's been taught, uh, things right. that, that the singers and the poets have have written about, is that you can't trust a bastard type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. When and it, and it evolves right over time, so you get to see this evolution, you know, in his thought process. And I think as he gets closer and closer to being, you know, uh, crowned king, it's or being in contention for the crown. Because even that, even once it like comes down to him, it's like they had to have another council right to pick him to be king. You right. know, so. Um. Yeah, he really comes in with a different perspective. The one thing I was I, I was I was driving towards there for a second is that he marries young. Yes, he does you know? marry very young. Um, at like twenty. Well, actually, people have married younger. But right. Like, yeah, people are like twelve or nine. Right. Yeah. But uh, but he marries for love. Yes. And no one cared because he's way out of line. So yep. it's like if you want to marry some, you know, like a lower house girl, fine. You know, she was still one of the, uh, what was her Betha Blackwood. Betha Blackwood. Yeah. yeah. Who's still? It's still. It's still. It's still a, a noble house. Right. Right. It's just. It's not, not some. It's not some. No, it's not some random person. Right. Look who his son marries. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that's where all the. That's where all the troubles are. But real quick, there's one other thing it mentions here. Um, it talks about he. F- he feels like if he could bring dragons back. Yep. He could really restore the realm the way it should be, and that's something we see in the third uh, Duncan Egg book, A Mystery Night. Uh, Damon Blackfire the second who they put down he actually thinks the same thing Damon Blackfire gets a dragon's egg and and they have green dreams yeah and he's if if I can get this a dragon will awake at this at this tourney yeah and they yep. believe it is an actual dragon right and what it is is it's egg egg actually at the end of it he's like wearing the ring and he's like no I am egg on yeah the prince Targaryen that's mm-hmm. kind of how it's going to end right when he's telling kind of blood raven off Right. Which is interesting because Bloodraven at the time is the hand. Yeah. And you can just tell he doesn't like him right then and there. Right. You, yeah. You can, you can tell. And he's he's like, well, he's like, I'm prince to whatever. Yeah. Because Makar is not king at that point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And just because you're hand of the king, uh, that doesn't, I mean, you still have got the princes. Yeah. You still got the next. He still outranks him. Yeah, exactly. So you're still well, part of the royal family. Well, I mean, technically, family. because. Well, yeah, you're yeah, right. Oh, I mean, okay. like, he's not a bastard. Yeah, right. I mean, technically, he's a prince, too. <laughs> but, like. Gosh dang it. Nobody really, nobody really views it that way. But, yeah. So essentially, um, that's another thing, and that will ultimately be his downfall, which we'll, which we'll get to here. But uh, so he has some problems with his kids, and that his kids also mostly want to marry for love. Right. Um, his first son. Uh, you have 
you ha- so he has three sons, Duncan, Jaharis, and Darren. Right. Um, and two daughters, uh, Shara and Rael. Uh, it had also been the, long been the custom of House Targaryen to marry brother incest- to sister. Incestually. Yeah. Brother and sister, cousin, you know, something like that. Um, but for whatever the cause, Aegon V had been convinced that such incestuous unions did more harm than good. Uh, instead, he resolved to join his children in marriage with the sons and daughters of some of the greatest lords of the Seven Kingdoms in hopes of winning their support for his reforms and strengthening his rule, especially because he gives so much power to the, the small, small folk and mm-hmm. kind of burns these these noble houses. Um, with the help of Black Betha, which is Betha Blackwood, um, a number of adv- advantageous brothels, uh, betrothals, advantageous betrothals, excuse me, um, were made and celebrated in 237 whilst Aegon's children were still young. Had the marriages taken place, much good might have come of them, but his grace had uh, failed to account for the willfulness of his own blood. Betha Blackfoot's ch- Blackwood's children proved to be as stubborn as their mother and, like their father, choose to follow their hearts when choosing their mates. His eldest son, Duncan, I wonder where you got that name, mm-hmm. Prince of Dragonstone and heir to the throne, was the first to defy him. Uh, he was betrothed to a daughter of House Baratheon of Storm's End. Duncan became enamored of a strange, lovely, and mysterious girl who called herself Jenny of Old Stones. Wow. We'll have a lot more of that here in, here in, here in a little bit. 239, whilst traveling to the Riverlands, uh, though she um, dwelt half wild amidst uh, ruins and claimed descendant from the long vanished kings of the first men. The small folks around, uh, of surrounding villages mocked such tales, insisting that she was only some half mad peasant girl and perhaps even a witch. Yeah. Hmm. So did he really fall in love with her? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> some interesting things. So he tries. He try. He tries to do everything he can to stop this from yeah. happening. But um, Duncan actually gives up. His claim. claim to the throne. He gives it up for yep. this. He says, "Nope, I denounce. I denounce my claim. Claim yeah. to the throne." He ends up marrying her, mm-hmm. and uh, Sir Duncan has to. Um, Sir Duncan the Tall has to go fight Lionel Baratheon, because Lionel Baratheon puts up a a revolt. Now, interesting thing is that Lionel Baratheon had fought with. Dunk. Sir Duncan uh-huh. the Tall yep. at the Trial of Seven oh, yeah. that we talked about a little while ago is where he be- he beats up um, Egg's brother, yeah. Arian Brightflame. Yep. And uh, he ends up putting this Trial of Seven. This is where Baylor Breakspear dies. But Lionel Brathian fights on the side of Sir Duncan the Tall. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's radical. It's like, uh, I think, so Duncan, his son, uh, was betrothed to his either daughter mm-hmm. or granddaughter. Yeah. Um, and, you know... Was there was he was gathering, was he gathering forces? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there's a trial though by yeah. combat, uh, essentially. Yeah, and Sir Duncan has to has to take him on. Yeah, and a short yeah yeah a short bloody rebellion ensued, ending only when Sir Duncan of the Kingsguard defeats Lionel Baratheon in single con- combat. And then this is actually huge right here is Aegon gives his solemn word that his youngest daughter Rael would m- marry Lord Lionel's heir. So that. Mm-hmm. Is actually what Robert Baratheon uses as his claim to the Iron Throne, yeah. because he is also of Targaryen descent, yeah. in that he was his grandmother. Right. Yeah. So that so this so that's actually a big deal because that is also, I mean, I think he could have done it regardless, but that is a reason as to why 
if you want, if so, I think some people they talk about it a little bit, they talk about the, this blood tie is why Ned Stark doesn't claim the throne. I mean, not that Ned, we know Ned does not want it. Yeah, yeah, I get but you that's though. why people kind of also rallied behind Robert was yeah. because there was also this. There's a tie. There, there was an yeah. actual tie to the. So he actually has somewhat of an of a legitimate claim here is that he is actually of, you know, of Targaryen blood. So, hmm. um, yeah. Well, and so um, so he doesn't like slay. Lord Lionel no, Baratheon. No, he beats him. He just beats him in single combat. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool, still, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then to kind of, like, smooth things over, here you go, here's my daughter. Yeah, so, yeah, so, that, yeah, you know, so, yeah, so that's she's what... She's your cupbearer now, which is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and then so. she she goes and uh, starts a war. Um, so then we get a little more here about uh, Jenny of Oldstones. We talked about this a while ago. Um, was accompanied to court by a dwarfish albino woman who was uh, reputed to be a woods witch in the Riverlands. Lady Jenny herself claimed in her ignorance that she was a child of the forest, Maybe ghost she was. Ghost of High Heart. You know, yeah, I mean, Ghost of High Heart. That's who it is, I think. Yeah, Ghost yeah. of High Heart. Yep. So it's interesting. Now it's We're now at this point where we're getting all ties to, like, the main, the, the, you know, the, the, main, the main story here. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, so then um, Jaehaerys, Dunk's second son, now is the new Prince of Dragonstone, heir to the, heir to the throne. Because Duncan, Prince Duncan, is removed from the line. Right, you know, Prince Duncan there, um, I just said it earlier, you know, did Jenny somehow bewitch him Possibly. into something? And now now knowing, right, she's got this uh, ghost of high heart, dwarvish, you know, albino woman who, mm-hmm. you know, is a woods witch, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know it could happen. It could mm-hmm. be like some, you know, devious plot. Yeah. There could be more to the story, you know, it's very, very open-ended here. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, yeah, Jenny Voldstone's, uh as also gets finally accepted at court. People kind of accept her. Lady Jenny, as she was called by courtesy, which is interesting because Ghost of High Heart calls her my Lady Jenny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep. I mean, it, it's not confirmed, but, I mean, it's, it's that's as close to being as confirmed as, as you can kind of get. So now you have Prince Jaehaerys, Um and he also kind of breaks what uh, Egg wants, and he wants to marry his sister. And they basically run off and get married. Yeah, together. And it's crazy that would be really something normally. That's right. like, yeah, okay, it's that's a no brainer. Right. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. just kind of shocking, isn't it? It is. And the funny thing is, is that Egg says this incest can lead to bad problems. Yeah. Well, uh, well, it does. I think it does. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, his son. Uh, Aries the second, Aries the Mad King. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, old Egg was right. Yeah, he was. He Egg, sure was. Egg was right. Yeah, but they basically run off and get married, kind they of do. secret in a secret, secretly mm-hmm. secret wedding. Yeah. yeah. So, just like his grandson, King Jaehaerys' grandson, Rhaegar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. So. Yeah. So he has to deal again with uh, wounded pride and anger of the noble mm-hmm. houses thus affronted. Yep. Yeah. And by the time they learned about the, what happened, the, the marriage had already been already been consummated. That's right. Yeah, it had already moving, been consummated. Moving quick. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Once again, um, says, uh, yeah, he was he, he was uh, Jaehaerys had been tro- betrothed to Celia Tully, mm-hmm. daughter of uh, Lord of Riverrun, and uh, Shiera had been mar- supposed to be married to Luther Tyrell, the yeah. heir heir to Highgarden. Yep, so they're jacking up all of his plans, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Jaehaerys and Shiera would have two children, Ares and Rhaella. Those, those names sound familiar. On the word of Jenny of Oldstone, uh, w- uh, Jenny of Oldstone's wood witch, goes by heart, Prince Jaehaerys determined to wed Ares to Rhaella. 
or so for the accounts of his court tell us. King Aegon washed his hands of it in frustration, letting the prince have his way. Yeah. Wow, sounded like some On the real interesting of, thing. Yeah, of, of Ginny of Oldstone's Wood Witch. Yeah. I mean, well, so is she's Jenny Voldstone's really actually in... just so is Jenny Voldstone's actually just a person, just like a just a normal girl, and she's been yeah, she's being played by this uh, Woods Witch. Woods Witch. Well, what if this Woods Witch is actually from the line of First Men, and, and or Jenny is? Yeah. Or what if the Woods Witch makes her believe she is? What if the Woods Witch is actually a Children of the Forest? Yeah. Yeah. And then she sets up the Mad King. Yeah. Set this whole thing. In, set the in, whole thing up. Yeah. Uh, the whole well, it, thing could be hinged on this on this one right here. This person, yeah, right here. Who is this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think that there's so much, uh, you know, the influence that this person yeah. would have there. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, that's I mean, the whole series could be right here. It's, I'm just saying this 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 <laughs> one this one little line right here could be the whole thing. On the words <laughs> of Jenny of Oldstone's Wood Witch, Prince Jaehaerys determined to wed Ares to Rhaella. Wow. Rhaegar. So, does that so so the woods more witch, in more incest right so but you know what is the woods what is she seeing exactly you know fr- from this well uh, we, have, we have to go look at her stuff from the Arya chapter yeah 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 I'm just saying like it, there's 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 a reason for this right you know yeah. is it uh, does it go into the prince that was promised is, is some of that stuff passed down you know I, know. I mean it's it's a lot I don't know. this is, what, this is what we have so we have we we get a, we get ravens a lot and people are, are just comments sometimes on on facebook where people tell us they love the show which i always we always love and appreciate but yeah, we get we a do. lot of people that say like i don't really know this this history mm-hmm. stuff and i would say almost all up until this point yeah a lot of it's just whatever is in this books and there's little lines here and there but now we're at we're at this part where this stuff is like we're here like we're yeah some of these people could actually still be in the series yeah much older well um, and even still this forms. is all stuff that's happening like 50 years before so all this stuff is influencing directly what we see right yeah yeah because think about that the tyrells and the tullys were promised to also marry into house targaryen yep that would drastically have changed yes it would have everything yeah. well the tyrells do fight on the side of the targaryens but the tullys yeah. Do not. Huh. In the uh, in the battle uh, in the Robert's Rebellion. It'd be interesting to go back and look and see which of the great houses, how many of them did marry into with the Targaryens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially. The, I mean, had look, think about this. Had all this happened. Yeah. Robert's Rebellion may have never happened. Right. Yeah. Because he wouldn't have been able to raise enough. It's just another great council where that where they decide, you know, who's next. And I think it's all this Woods Witch. This Woods Witch, man. Wow. <laughs> said Good grief. <laughs> So, uh, all right, here we go. Uh, corrupted by the example of his brothers and eventually King Aegon's youngest son, Prince Darren, vexed uh, his father in like manner. Uh, his, he was supposed to be betrothed to Lady Olena Redwine. Mm-hmm. Now, Olena Redwine yeah. ends up marrying into Tyrell. Tyrell, That's yeah. The, uh, what's her name? The Queen of Thorns. Queen of Thorns, yeah. So yep. she was even supposed to marry. Yeah. And the the red wines are a big deal. They're, they're they fleet are. and stuff. Yeah, know. they're they're kind of like the Umbers or the mm-hmm. uh, Karstarks of the Reach. Yeah, I mean they're probably they're they're you know they're big. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that 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 falls through. Um, Prince Darren uh, refused the match uh, when he was eighteen, and he remains unwed throughout the remainder of his life. And right. uh, so here we. This is. Uh, what ends up happening here is um, another big battle coming. Another, the final Blackfire kind of rebellion. 
Yeah. Uh, in 258 AC on Essos, another challenge rose to Aegon's reign when nine outlaws, exiles, pirates, and sellsword captains met in the disputed lands beneath the Tree of Crowns to form an unholy alliance. The Band of Nine swore their oath and mutual aid to support in carving out kingdoms for each of their members. Amongst them was the last Blackfire, air quote there, mm-hmm. um, Maylees the Monstrous, who had uh, command of the Golden Company and the kingdom when they plan- pledged to win for him was the Seven Kingdoms. Prince Duncan, when told of the pact, famously remarked that crowns were being sold nine a penny. Thereafter, the Band of Nine became known as the Nine Penny Kings in Westeros. Um, and they kind of build up some more power over there in Essos before they end up turning their idea like like let's let's go I guess sail, right they're kind of gathering their sail forces on, yeah, yeah on on um, King's Landing there but uh, so an intent on uh, one more thing dragons as he grew older Aegon the Fifth had come to dream of dragons flying once more above the Seven Kingdoms in Westeros uh, so I'll, I just want to mention that as we as we kind of get here I guess it does it talk about. Oh, because the uh, Nine Penny Kings goes on into Jaharis. Jaharis rule. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it, do, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. So they kind of start. Uh, they hearing, yeah. hearing rumors of it towards the end of his reign. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it is pretty. It is also uh, somewhat of a spoiler, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it is put down, and we'll get more to this next week. Uh, pretty shortly, once the uh, the new, who will become the new Lord Commander of the uh, Kingsguard. Oh yeah. Uh, then a knight, Sir Barristan Selmy, yeah. slays him in single combat. And Sir Barristan Selmy, it doesn't say, it must not say this here, but it is said later that he had done it. So at some point during Aegon's reign, when Sir Duncan is Lord Commander, he, Barristan Selmy, beats Sir Duncan the Tall in a, at a tourney. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of what makes him, you know. Right, gets gets his renown. Yeah. yeah, yep. And so he's looked at more by the King's Guard and yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know it's it's <laughs> such a cool thing because the King's Guard they're like scouting at these tourneys, you know, looking for, you know, younger right. upcoming knights, you know, who they can kind of like. It's what they do with Jamie, mm-hmm. you know, and they're proud to take them in, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. So um, now we kind of get to the last kind of years of Aegon's Aegon's reign here. They were consumed by a search for ancient lore about the dragon's breeding of Valyria, and it was said that Aegon commissioned journeys to places as far away as Ashai by the Shadow with hopes of finding texts and knowledge that had not been preserved in Westeros. The Dream of Dragons um, was grievously tragedy, uh, a tragedy born in a moment of joy. In the fateful year 259 AC, the king summoned many of those closest to him to Summerhall, his favorite castle there to celebrate the impending birth of his first great-grandchild, a boy later named Rhaegar, to his grandson Ares and granddaughter Rhaella, this, uh, the children of Prince Jaehaerys. It is unfortunate that the tragedy that transpired at Summerhall left very few witnesses alive, and those who survived would not speak of it. A tantalizing page of Gildane's history, surely one of the very last written before his own death, hints at much, but the ink was spilled over at the time. Uh, some mishap blotted out too much. Uh, so from the history of Archmister Gildane, Archmaster Gildane. This is great, guys. This is great. The blotted of the dragon, or the blood of the dragon, gathered in one, seven eggs to honor the seven gods. Though the king's own septon had warned pyromancers wildfire flames grew out of control towering burned so hot that 
died, but for the valor of the Lord Command. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So what can you, when you go look at that, uh, can you, I mean, it gives you some clues. Yeah. I think you can speculate a little bit as to, I think we'll have an episode eventually where we speculate as to what happened at Summerhall. Because I just had some new ideas right from that reading. Right. Well, there. a lot of people argue that a dragon was born. Absolutely. Rhaegar. Except for the, the flames. Oh, that. No, I, I was going even <laughs> a little bit further. Tinfoil hat and everything. Flames grew out of control. Burned so hot that, you know. Right. That what would have died or who would have died. You know. Well, but for the valor of the Lord Commander. Right. So, uh, there's so many things. At the end of A Night of Seven Kingdoms, the like abridged version that you can get on Audible, the yellow book, right? That's yep. all three. So, not if you buy them individually. Um, at like the end where they just say it's kind of like you know the like the James Bond will return. Yeah, exactly. Thing, right, yeah. right. Or Thor will return in the next Marvel movie, whatever. Yeah. Um, they talk about that. This they're like the end of the beginning. They said there's more tales to come. Um, and then they say like even to far off lands as Ashai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting. So there's there's a lot of theories of what happens at Summerhall. Most people believe that Egg on the Fifth says let's use wildfire to wake these dragons because he gets a bunch of dragon eggs. Yeah. So there's so many things that could come here. Right. So I, first of all, don't think Egg or Dunk die here. Okay. Just don't think so. I don't either. I don't know. I just don't. I, I actually think. The fact the fact that Gurr, so the, the whole ink blot thing here is yeah. that is that Gurr, when, the, when they were writing this book, he's like, I'm not ready to tell that part yet. Yeah. So I can't have you write down what happens. Yeah. And he actually had wanted them to put an actual ink block. They, he had, yeah. In the thing. But then they, they were worried that people, people might return think, their books. Return their books. Yeah. Because yeah. the World of Ice and Fire book, for those of you who aren't, like, I guess, familiar with it, it's this big, nice, it's like a coffee table book, yeah, right? Very nice. Big yeah. pictures. Like, it's really, and it's, it's written great. like a tome. I love it. It's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, and so that's why he kind of wanted it to look like that. It's not like a little text, like, like a novel yeah um but so there's so many things here so i don't think we know how many dragon eggs he gets but what if some of the dragon's eggs that seven that survive so what if what if some of the dragon's eggs that survive are the ones from daenerys now we know maester or magister illyrio says these came from right wherever but they could be these they could be yeah i mean uh, it sounds like there are more eggs uh kind of around during his time right uh or he searches because he gathers them. Uh, he, okay, the blood of the dragon gathered in one. Seven eggs to honor the seven gods. You know what I mean? So there's right. some sort of ceremony going on right. uh, there. And definitely trying... I mean, he's definitely trying to b- bring back dragons. Right. You know, that's so, clear. So do you... So I almost... I don't know if Egg said, let's use wildfire. Um, what if it was Ares who says, let's use wildfire? Do, can, can, I, can I also mention or here... Or Jenny of Old Stones and this wood witch. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if something does happen here um, at the at the at, you know because Jaharis is not here. Jaharis survives, right? Jaharis survives. So other, I mean, other uh, maybe some of his other children survive as well. Ares survives. Rhaegar survives. Yeah. Um, so so, anyways, and uh, Rhaegar comes back, right? To like sing, right? At the at the yeah. At, uh, so summer my, hall. He, my like, thinking looks, is he looks longingly in, about Summerhall and like thinks about what happened. Yeah. And and so here we go. I this is this is tinfoil hat territory, okay? Yeah. But the ghost of High Heart, just let's 
just follow yeah. me for a second here. Yeah. <laughs> Comes, you know, uh, with, with her witchcraft. And she's trying to set things up, and who knows what who she's knows? working towards. And Egg is against it, right? Maybe there's two conflicting, you know, wills going on here. And, and he feels like he needs to take... Maybe they do, you know, actually succeed in uh, bringing a dragon, right. you know, out of these eggs. And maybe he takes it to a shy. Because we, we find in the series that there are dragons, Currently yeah. in a shy, and we know that he goes there, and we know he goes there. So I just, there's, it's just, could he take it there and put down his crown and give it right. to his son and and disappear, fake his own death, right. not fake it, but and so this is this is where things get kind of weird for Gurr's writing mm-hmm. because the only two characters that I feel like that the people argue this is a song of ice and fire, this is. You know, we don't like when you look at the main series. Is Jon Snow going to live? Yes or no? Right, I mean, right. The the Dunkin' Egg books, however, yeah. are written for a different audience. Like yes, they're they almost are. kids' books. They are they're they're not meant to be this big over song of. They're totally different. Yep. So oddly enough, the only t- like two characters who I feel like who are completely safe. From Gurr's like maniac, you know, like maniacal, right. like I'm just gonna kill these people off. Yeah, what like very humanistic mm-hmm. are are Dunkin' Egg because they're they're just it's meant for a different. Yeah, it is. It's 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 so weird because it's 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 not like when you look at other things like we look at Star Wars and you have like for the, some people maybe have no idea who I'm talking about here like Kyle Katarn and some of those people. Yeah, they all still fit inside the Star Wars universe. Right, Dunkin' Egg in an odd way, don't fit into what we think of. If you read the main Song of Ice and Fire series and then you go read these books, right. they're t- they're totally different. Yeah, they are. They, they, they are. I'm thinking, you know, in, in my mind, if this is sort of like more, not maybe for children, but just like a, a lighter tale. Right. I mean, why I just don't see King... Sir Duncan the Tall dying in a fire. No, no, no. Let me tell you exactly. Or Egg. What I think would be great if I had to if I had to write this yeah. is that there's a reason why he had to like he faked his own death. He sets up his sons. He yeah. doesn't want the crown. It's something. It's nothing he ever wanted. He reminisces to the days when he and his hedge knight yeah. used to. You know. Yeah. yeah. We know what I would so, love. I I I, I, think I would, he goes I would, to a shy. I think he I would love. Travels. I would love if Sir Duncan the Tall dies from a chill. Just like yeah. Sir Arlen of Pennytree, <laughs> and then Egg has to bury him, or some other young, I know. some I know. other young knight. Yeah. Or what if? Or what if? So maybe they don't go to a shite. What if this is when Sir Duncan the Tall finally goes to Dorne? Yeah. And Tanzel. gets with this girl Tanzel Too Tall, who he loves, and maybe right. him and him and Egg go. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't see Egg actually Duncan Egg dying here. Yeah. Well, or at least not both of them. So I would say both of them live, but I would also say that uh, if one of them has to die, if Dunk did die then, I would see Aegon putting the crown down and saying, I'm going to, in honor of my old friend, yeah, travel. You know, yeah. put my old cloak on, dust yeah. off my... Bo- kind of like Bilbo going off for his own yeah. adventure again, just one last time. Yeah, so... You know? So, know. yeah, so... And anyway, that is Aegon the, that is Aegon the Fifth's reign, and it... and. It's kind of a weird maester study today, but be, it's because we it's the only maester study that well, we have the novellas, but even those are still written more like this World of Ice and Fire book. Right. Whereas it's not we don't have a first person view. For sure. You really to understand how just how different the writing is for 
egg on the fifth, you just have you have you have to go read Night of Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, and here's the thing. La- I know we plug it all the time. We do, but it- here's a different plug that I'm going to give people: is that if you've been listening and you're not sure, it is very short. It, I think it took yeah. us an hour or two hours. It's ten uh, to listen. Ten hours for the whole for the whole thing. All, all three for books. All three books. So that's a couple hours, three hours each book. Exactly. I mean, that's not yeah. bad at all. You know, and so. And you get a full story and all of that, and you get a lot of. Uh, it actually makes the history because they repeat the names so often that you really start to. If you're, if this is, if the Maester study has ever been confusing to you, when you read a text like that, it actually, um, they kind of regurgitate the uh, the names so often that it's it makes sense. Yeah, you know, so they start to kind of fit together in your mind, uh, and they give you cool things to connect with. So. Go buy it. Yeah. It's like, or wait to our next Dragon Egg contest and I'll buy it for you and send it to the winner. Okay? Yeah. So, so, but yeah, so that, so that is Egg on the Fifth. Um, it is just, uh, we don't really know actually what happens. I don't think it, it just says, I don't, does it actually say that he dies there? It just says, no, actually, it doesn't. Honest, it doesn't say that he dies. It, it just says not. when you, at the beginning of the next chapter, Jaharis the Second, the tragedy of Summerhall brought Jaharis the Second of his name to the Iron Throne. Doesn't say that Aegon the Fifth died. Just says it brought just says it brought him to the throne. Exactly. Could be a big conspiracy. Yeah, he had to be very careful in how he in how he wrote that because we often think that oh yeah there's a tragedy there cool yeah some people died for sure and you know what could you also see if he lost some of his close friends and family how he would be sort of like I I'm I'm not worth I'm not worthy of the of the crown right. it needs to mo- go on to I would else. I would love though if somehow yeah. it came all to, full like full circle and cuz egg's whole thing is we have dragons we can re- restore the realm yeah if he finds or somehow maybe those dragon eggs are there yeah he gets the three eggs that ultimately go to Magister Illyrio, and then those end up going to Danny. Yeah, and then and that somehow, is that is like the full circle mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and he's involved in that, yeah, right? And, cool. and again, you could argue that's too simple. That's too for a Song of Ice and Fire. But Dunkin' Egg is just—it's so different. It's yeah. I, to be honest, it's like a kid's book. Yeah, it kind of is. Kind I mean, of. I mean, yeah. it's not really right. But like, because we've we've had people we've had people that have messaged us that have said it's a very happy feel to it. It's got a very yeah. it's a very it's a short like short story yeah. like right. There's not a lot of there's definitely complexity. De- there's definitely death and stuff like that. Yeah, but. yeah. But the interest the intricacies and the complexities of Song of Ice and Fire are not necessarily no. there. There's uh, there they are like there are some la- layers to it for sure. Oh, well, there are definitely because you pulled out some stuff that I was like, wait, what? He yeah, said, that ties into the ties yeah. into the main series and you know, kind of uh, you know, some foreshadowing. But anyhow, so. okay. All um, right. Well, that's the, people are like, oh, you guys, you guys are just uh, Dunkin' Egg supporters. Well, we are. Yeah, we are. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> all right, so, time all to right. jump into the reread here. Reread here, main yeah. thing. So last week we were in Bran Four. Bran is roused from his depression uh, when he is called to the Great Hall of Winterfell to receive Tyrion Lannister. Despite Rob's rudeness, Tyrion provides plans for a saddle that will allow Bran to ride his horse once more. So this week we're in Eddard Five. Last time, uh, Eddard Four. Immediately upon his arrival in King's Landing, Ned was summoned to a meeting of the small council to plan a tournament. Afterward, Littlefinger intercepts him and leads him to where Catelyn is hiding, where they plan their strategy for justice. Mm-hmm. So this week, 
Ned speaks with Grand Maester Pycelle about John Aaron's final days. On his way back, he finds Arya training to be a water dancer on the steps of the Tower of the Hand. Later, he is visited by Littlefinger, who has found four of Lord Aaron's household uh, remaining in King's Landing. So, okay. Right. Uh, this one is actually split up into uh, halves here this week. Okay. Uh, Lord Aaron's death, and that one is mine. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you know, and it's a shorter chapter, so we split this it into is, halves. Yeah. And um, I think we get some insight into Grand Maester Pycelle, and uh, I'll find it here in a, in a moment. But it was uh, at the top of the show I was talking about the kings under which he had served. Yeah. You know, and uh, he kind of goes backward. You know, he's been Grand Maester for, um, for Robert, for the Mad King, for... Uh, help me out here, Jaharis, right? And then um, the only then one egg. Would be egg, 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 yeah. yeah. So those are the ones uh, who he has been, uh, either a maester or at least grand maester. He's was he grand maester for egg? I think even just for a little bit, yeah. maybe. So was um, it him? Yeah. Who so started the fire? Who started the fire? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I'll find it here in a second. Here as to, as to what he yeah, called. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and read the uh, the first little pat first chat. Uh, paragraph here okay uh lord aaron's death was a great sadness for all of us my lord grand maester Pycelle said i would be more than happy to tell you what i can of the manner of his passing do be seated would you care for some refreshments some dates perhaps i have some very fine permissions as well wine no longer agrees with my digestion i fear but i can offer you a cup of iced milk sweetened with honey i find it most refreshing in the heat uh, so this is just kind of you get some more building here about uh, King's Landing and what's going on. And actually, plug uh, our Patreon here. Uh, Sir Ezra and I actually tried that from the uh, world of we the did, official World yeah. of Ice and Fire cookbook. We did, and I and they bring it up quite a bit in this chapter. This right. milk because he tries milk. to eat drinks some later and he doesn't like it. It's too sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paisal actually asks he asked his uh, young serving girl uh, to make it extra sweet. Yeah, and uh, I thought ours was pretty good. It was sweet. It was though, good. I, it know. was. I think it's it's mostly just milk and honey. Yeah, and you kind of and you kind of you, you 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 boil. We actually you had to boil the milk, right? Or cause it to simmer or right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then uh, we kind of mix in kinda those add, sweets. You add in the, the honey, and uh, there was something else we added in. Some kind of I don't think it was like brown. Sh- no, it wasn't sugar, but it was something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have then you had to let it sit in the refrigerator for like ten minutes, and then we. Uh, Put it on ice. It was yeah. good. Yeah, it was. Really it was good. good. But I, I can, I can see kind of what Eddard Stark says later, when he says like it doesn't agree with his stomach because I could not imagine drinking that when it's like super hot outside. Yeah, well, it's just I, I if it was something cold like cold water, yeah, it tastes great. But yeah. like the fact that there's a sweetness to it, I think is is what kind of can put you off a little bit. But um, I want to say I think Lord Adam Parker tried this. Oh, did he? Did it when we did it? We yeah. explained it. I think he said he tried it. and He didn't like it. Yeah, you got to you get you can control the sweetness to it too. So it's just like a sweeter milk, mm-hmm. you know. Now um, that we're I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when he talks about you talk about the um, drinking it in the summertime yeah. to kind of cool you off, Lord Aaron. Initially, they think that he's just he chilled his wine. Right. Uh, he chilled his wine, and they said that 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 coldness on the stomach can be caused some like cramping and stuff and yeah. so they kind of thought that might have been that might have been it yeah why he was sick because this whole chapter is about you know Eddard trying to discover what happened to lord aaron and you know um what was it was it just a sickness or whatnot so right okay 
Um, let's see. The girl. I think the girl. So the slender serving girl uh, that, that leaves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, later on, we learn a little bit more about uh, Maester Pycelle and the company that he keeps around right. him. Uh, around himself, he is not as fragile as uh, as as you might think. I love what they do in the show with him. Yeah, <laughs> he's up stretching, moving around, real <laughs> limber guy. Right, uh, and then uh, yeah, then he then he puts on his chains and he pretends to act right, walk really slow. Yeah, so they 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 spend like the first like two pages talking about the heat and how this summer's lasted really long and mm-hmm. um yeah, it says to be sure, King Makar's summer was hotter than this one and near as long. Uh, just interesting little throwback there but in um, the great summer they make a reference to the summer that um you know that may not end and 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 things and he said they were fools right uh, back in the citadel for thinking that that summer um what was the great summer so mm-hmm. um he was a young man back then okay let's see uh yeah so yeah what can you tell me of his final illness um and then grand maester goes on to talk he came to me one day asking after a certain book as hale and as healthy as ever, though it did seem to me that some uh, something was troubling him deeply. The next morning, he twisted over in pain, too sick to rise from bed. Maester Coleman thought it was a chill on the stomach. The weather had been hot, and the hand often iced his wine, which can un- upset the digestive, uh, upset the digestion. When Lord John continued to weaken, I went to him myself, but the gods did not grant me the power to save him. Uh, I've, I have heard that you sent Maester Coleman away. Uh, I did, and I fear that the Lady Liza will never forgive me for that. Maybe I was wrong, but at the time I thought it best. Maester Coleman is like a son to me, and I yield to none in my esteem for his abilities, but he is young, and the young oftentimes do not comprehend the frailty of an older body. He was purging Lord Aaron with uh, wasting potions and pepper juice, and I feared he might kill him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did Lord Aaron say anything to you during his final hours? Um, Pycelle says, in the last stage of his fever, in the hand, called out the name uh, Robert several times, but whether he was asking for his son or the king, I could not say. Lady Liza would not permit the boy to enter the sick room for fear that he might be taken ill. The king did come, and he sat at his bedside for hours, talking and joking about past times. Um, was there nothing else? No final words. When I saw that all hope had fled, I gave the hand the milk of the poppy so he should not suffer. Um, and just before he closed his eyes, this is where he has his big famous line, the seed is strong. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they all think he's talking about his son. Yeah. Um, or even the king, just giving like, you know, the, right. just, just the idea that, uh, that the seed is strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either his son or Robert, whichever one you want to take. Yeah. So then Ned goes on to ask Pycelle, was there anything unnatural about his death? And, Pycelle's right. like unnatural. No, um, it was the illness that took him. Uh, he's like, "Have you ever seen it before in other men? Near forty years, I've been Grand Maester. There it under, is uh, under our good King Robert and Ares Targaryen before him, and his father Jaehaerys the second before him, and even a few short months under Jaehaerys' father, Aegon the, for- the, the Fortunate. Yeah, which is yeah, um, the fifth of his name. I have seen more of illness than I care to remember, my lord. I will tell you this: every case is different, and every case is alike." Lord John's death was no stranger than any other. His wife thought otherwise. Uh, then he goes on to talk about how Cat and uh, Liza are related. Right. And I, I kind of think, you know, I mean, Eddard, we don't get all the, you know, the, the different pieces, his conversations in, in King's Landing before this, really. Um, you brought the recap up as to where we were last time. But 
something has been on his mind. You almost wonder if somebody else has planted this idea to come in here. He asking very, he's asking very specific questions. You know, was there a last word? You know, and then he has to even press him a little bit further. He said, Robert. Right. Then he had to even kind of coax even a little bit more out of him to get the, the seed as strong out right. of him. You know, so he's not a real willing um, uh, communicator here, you know, Pycelle yeah. in, this, in this regard. So um, Ned kind of suggests uh, poison. Yeah, that, that opens his eyes, doesn't it? Yeah, and then he says, we're not the free cities. He says, what you suggest is possible, my lord, yet I do not think it's likely. And then he goes on to say, um, he said, what sort of monster would modal, m- murder a noble lord? And Eddard says, I have heard it, that it is said poison is a woman's weapon. Mm-hmm. It is said, uh, women's, cravens, and eunuchs. This is actually where we get this Game of Thrones being played. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Ned says, it could be a woman's weapon. And Pycelle says, well, I think it's a eunuch's weapon. Because mm-hmm. remember, Pycelle said, do not let... Uh, no, he's, Pycelle tells him to let uh, Tywin Lannister in. He's your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Varys is like, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. That was a trivia question, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah. So... um. Yeah, Pycelle, remember, friend of the Lannisters. Yeah. He is no friend uh, to this King Robert, really. Nope. So. Yeah, so um, he says, Lord Varys was a born was born a slave in List, did you know? Uh, put not your trust in spiders, my lord. So and he even. Real go- quick. I knew, I was waiting for you to say that. He said Lys. Is it, is it Lice? Lice. Is it Lice? So the audiobook says Lice. I just wanted, okay. we, People had said before that Sir Ezra sometimes says things different, so I wanted to throw that out there. I think it says, I think it's Lice. Okay, because I always think why in the middle of a word says "i" and the way they say it in the audiobook is "i," okay. and Gur probably says it a different way. Well, less. and in the show sometimes they it say it, "yeah." <laughs> Sorry, I just we had no, a raven about it. We had a we raven did. about no, it. No, we so. did. Yeah. Well, okay. the audiobook calls them Patire, and the show calls them Peter. Yeah, I know. Brian and Brienne. Yep. Yeah. Now, if you start saying Caitlin and Catelyn, I'm really going to get on. Not you, but like. People, I, I, you know. Well, that one's interchanged a lot. I know it's even on the, a lot. even in the show. Yeah, even though the way it's spelled is, you know, I know it's yeah. interesting. Sorry. Well, and sure, even Catelyn Stark and Catelyn Tully. Yeah, some people go both ways. I know, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, so even the book. So, um, all right. So basically, uh, one last thing. Ned asks him um, the day that he fell. Or wait, 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 does he ask? He asks about the book first, doesn't he? Um. But yeah. Before so, he asked if the queen was. Well, okay, he asked about the book first. Uh, one thing, I told him, I should be curious to examine the book that you lent John the day before he fell ill. I fear you would find it of little interest. Uh, and it just is a ponderous tome um, by Grand Maester Malin on the lineage of the great houses. Ned says, I'd still like to see it. At your wish, I have it here. He finds it. Um, and one send la- it to him later, yeah. Yeah, one last question mm-hmm. is... Um, You'd mentioned the king was there. I wonder, was the queen there? Yeah. Why no, Pycelle says. She and the children were making the journey to Casterly Rock in company with her father, Lord Tywin. Um, they're, they're staging attorney for, for Prince Joffrey's name day. Yeah. Um, and it fell to me to send the queen word of Lord Aaron's sudden death. Never have I sent a bird with a heavier heart. <laughs> so now I have something outlined here. Uh-huh. Yep. So this. So, OK, so that's pretty much like they're kind of done here. Pycelle, Pycelle, and uh, and Ned. Yep. But right here, this this next line I, I find interesting. Dark wings, dark words. Ned murmured. It was a proverb, old 
uh, Nan had taught him as a boy. Yep. Just old Nan. Dark wings, dark words. I'll tell you right now, old Nan doesn't like uh, crows. Yeah. Okay. So she calls him Trixie. They bring dark words. Uh, you know, Raven in this case, mm-hmm. but you know, something. Yeah. So yeah. So that. Uh, do you have anything else for that part? Well, I mean, we just we have been talking about that in Fallout Friday. The idea of possible brands and mm-hmm. who who could who could old Nan be and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And we had talked maybe she was set by Blood Raven to kind of figure out if she's Sierra Sea Star. The whole thing is just just I just find I just I just saw that and thought it was uh, well, her just, old sayings come up numerous times. It's just right. so it's too much actually. Yeah, they come up too often. Yeah, you know, it's a device he uses to to send us right. you know these little tidbits of information mm-hmm. so yeah just interesting i thought that but then they immediately talk about bran yeah the when, are- when maester lewin's bird uh brought the word of your brand a message lifted every true heart in the castle did it not as you say maester i just find it interesting the dark wings dark words and they talk about bran mm-hmm. just something to uh putting the two together yeah just putting the two together especially this is the thing where we talk about you have to read every line because sometimes Gur will hide you know, one line about something that's totally different in another chapter could have nothing to do at all. I just, yeah, just well, it, it, we don't know the end game. You know, it's like if right. uh, him being a cripple or, or you know, would it been, would it have been better if he if he died or or, or or if he lives as a cripple and you know all of that you know stuff. Yeah. So, so all right. So then Ned uh, leaves here, and um, he's walking back, and he comes across Arya mm-hmm. who is training. She is in t- deep concentration. <laughs> she is in deep concentration. She's kind of like standing on one toe for yep. hours, and she says, Sirio says this, Sirio says that. It's pretty much the same way it is in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, is it, must you do your standing here, he asked. It's a long, hard fall down these steps. Sirio says a water dancer never falls. Now, hold um, on a second. But never falls. Never falls. I have that highlighted, too. Do you? Okay. Yeah, a water dancer never, never falls. falls. Does that mean that they never die? Oh. <laughs> because the idea of falling uh-huh. in battle. Yeah. 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 So is Sirio alive and does this guarantee that Arya is going to survive? Maybe, you know, or there's just more to Sirio, definitely, for sure. You know. Does he well, have- there's another I have another I have another big Arya line highlight here. This chapter has this chapter has a lot there's nothing like there's not a lot of like lines you can pull and I throw into like major hmm theories but there's a lot of these small little little things yep. that i feel like are like big deals later like well if you were making the case but i mean there's there's no there's no there's nothing like like not like big paragraphs you can kind of pull apart no but let's say you're making the case as as uh, our friends over at um order the green hand do and right. you wanted to pull one line that supported that serial pharrell uh lives yeah well i right would do there. that yeah i would yeah, pull yeah, that, that line that's me, that yeah 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 and that's there the one that yeah. supports it yeah so so um then uh, Arya and uh, Ned kind of talk about Bran a little bit and what could happen with him. Sure. Uh, and then he talks about her, and she's he says kind of like um, he, real quick about Bran. He says he'll never be able to run with his wolf again. Uh, he thought or or lie with a woman or hold his son in his arms. Um, and then he's talking. Then Arya kind of asks him, "Can I do those things?" And mm-hmm. he says, "No. I mean, well, ki- like you're supposed to marry a king or a." you know, prince or high lord and become a lady. Right. And it's just real quick. It says, um, you will marry a king and rule in his castle, 
and your sons will be knights and princesses, or princes and lords, and yes, perhaps even a high septum. Arya screwed up her face because she's, you know, she's like hot and sweaty and training. Mm-hmm. No, she said that's Sansa. Uh, then she goes back to balancing and stuff like that. I just like the Arya screwed up her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She screwed up her face. Um, right before that, too. Also, when they get word, you know, about Bran, he actually takes the the girls to that um, that Godswood. And the reason I think this is interesting is because the tree that is there, uh, it's a heart tree, um, but it was a great oak, right? And it wasn't actually a weirwood, a weirwood. you know, which is interesting. So, and they actually are out there all night long. Sansa and Arya kind of drift off to sleep, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, and they actually both waking, uh, like w- when dawn broke over the city, uh, the dark red blooms of dragon's breath surrounded the girls where they lay. Uh, I dreamed of Bran, Sansa whispered, you know. Mm-hmm. I saw him smiling. Um, so, yeah, it was it was just kind of interesting that those dreams that come to them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And, and I thought I thought for sure it would be like a, a weirwood that would be there, but it's not. That's not it, not yeah. necessarily um, the way of it. So yeah. So uh, then uh, Littlefinger's there, and he and Littlefinger are going to have a little uh, meeting. Yeah, this is this is neat. I mean, yeah, because you get some insight into at this point you have no idea which side who Littlefinger is and what what his uh, end game is. We we still don't know actually, even yeah. at the end of uh, Dance of Dragons. So he he kind of he kind of gets changed and then he um, goes in and sees Littlefinger. Littlefinger's kind of sitting on his window, and uh, he's kind of watching these knights practice here. And he says, I, "I do like this line. If only old Selmy's mind were as nimble as his blade." So even old Barris and Selmy, boss. Mm-hmm. I just like just re- yeah. reaffirming how boss Barris and Selmy. He's is. a boss, but I'll tell you what. I think his mind is actually pretty nimble. Oh, it is too. And I think that it's just a way in which a warrior thinks versus, you mm-hmm. know, um, Baelish is just it's different. You know, yeah. very like different. I'm uh, right now I'm uh, I'm plowing through the Danny chapters. And so I'm in A Storm of Swords where Danny uh, is with old Artisan, Artisan Whitebeard. Yeah. And they don't know that it's. Yeah. Because in in the in the forgot show, in the show, he immediately is like, I'm embarrassed to sell. Right. Well, Jorah points called. him out. Yeah. Jorah knows who he is. But yeah, in this, he doesn't. Um. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even have a sword, and he's like killing stuff with staffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. But um, yeah, it's just about that. So then they get to kind of a, a more a more serious question. Um, and Littlefinger says, "I promised Cat I would help you," and um, he kind of he kind of he basically just gives him honestly more than anything some advice here. Yeah, on on how to kind of do things in in King's Landing. He does give him some uh, some advice here about Sir Hugh of the Vale. Mm-hmm. His squire, he's kind of like, this is he's kind of his report. Here's what I've kind of figured out. Uh, the king knighted a boy after Lord Aaron's death. And then he says, I'm going to send for him. Um, and then he kind of calls him over to the window. To the window, and, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, he says, uh, see that guy over there? Um, he works, he reports to Varys. Um, now glance at the farther west, uh, the guards on the ramparts. He's, and he says, another of the eunuchs man. He says, no, this one belongs to the queen. Yep. Um, there are others. Um, and he even says, like, this guy reports to me. He's like, that one's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this, is what says, this is why he says, like, that's why I kept Cat in a brothel. Yeah. Um, and he says, is there somebody who you trust, um, you know, more than anyone? And he's like, you should have this guy go seek out. Sir Hugh of the Vale. Right. Yeah, he's also telling him too that that um, the reason those guys, uh, the reason he points out those three specifically is they're all watching 
who is, enters yep. the, the Tower of the Hand, you know? Mm-hmm. So basically, um, you know, later on, Varys can say, you know, all those different conversations where he says, how was your conversation with the Hand? And, you know, and, and Baelish might be like, obviously, you have to assume everyone knows what you're doing and where you're going. You know, it's very hard to kind of uh, right. hide yep. in, in this city. Everything is out there for uh, for them to see. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and going forward, too, I guess, I also think it's kind of neat that, like, think about who I often think about Cersei and the people who, um, you know, Gurr does everything for a reason. Who, everyone who attends the wedding or, mm-hmm. you know, there's a mention of the serving man passing by or whatever brought brought these different right. lemon cakes or whatever. They're all working for somebody. Yeah. And um, even even some of the lesser houses, you know, like some of the Blackwoods and Brackens get back involved and House Florent. Is, is involved at at, uh, at um, King's Landing, and it's like it, it it's just crazy how they who are they working for? Where are their their, their allegiances to and stuff like that? So you know, um, how many of these people have we seen? Like after we're given this description, like going forward, where are all the are those uh, spiders and spies and and things? You know, the little yeah. birds. You know, who are they? So just something to keep an eye on as as we go forward because they're there for sure. Yeah, I've been reading and been like who is that person, you know, or whatever. And then you try to follow it back. And like, how did so-and-so know that this other person was at this brothel or at this inn? Well, there's reasons yeah. why, why they know. So, okay. All right. I think that's it for the reread. Um, we've kind of gone over uh, a lot of the cool connections and, uh, and various things. I think one thing that I wanted to throw out to the group um, at the very beginning of the chapter is the Maester Coleman. Who is Maester Coleman yeah. and where did he go? And <laughs> what role could he play going forward? So, because I read that and I was sort of like, wait a second, you know, I, I actually honestly don't don't really know much about him, and so I think you might, you might get killed or something. I don't even know. So I'll do some digging here. Sometimes as we're podcasting, I take mental notes and you know jot things down. That was one of the things that I was sort of like, oh yeah, who is this guy? And where does he go? You know. So there's that. Um, okay, uh, on to send us a raven. Uh, don't forget, you can send your ravens to btkcast at gmail.com. We actually have a, a new uh, something new we're going to introduce on the Facebook group uh, for ravens. I think Sir Matt uh, kind of came up with this. The idea to maybe post, um, what do you call that, pinning a, a thread? Yeah, yeah, you can pin something. So you can like pin a post in a group, and it'll kind of stay there until you unpin it. And I thought what it would, would be cool if we said, hey, you guys can kind of post... You can still send us your ravens, um, and so still send those to on Facebook page or Patreon or Gmail. But you guys could post your ravens ahead of time if you wanted. On that, we're going to make a a, a, a post uh, or a pinned post, and you can kind of send them there, and then you guys can talk about them. And that way, when we we record follow up Friday on Thursdays, so when we record it, we can actually kind of add in you some of your guys's comments and say, hey, these are what people are already saying about it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So yeah. yeah, so it's another way to just kind of get you know get your thoughts on the show, and uh, we can so then it's not just Cereza and I, yeah, if responding you, if, to it, and then we can kind of see this is actually what a lot of people are saying. Right. Yeah. So Mr. Coleman, for example, you know, if we if we, if I went in and posted like a question about that underneath that thread, it would be the one that says send a raven. You know, we could get five to six people who go through and have done the research. Oh, he pops up here, or you know, he's mentioned there. He could be this person or what have exactly. You. Yeah. You know, um, it's really really nice. Nice idea. So uh, hop into that Facebook group for sure and uh, join on the discussion. I mean, it's already kind of uh, taken off. It's great it to is. see. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great to see some of the people that we've talked to and about and 
read their Ravens and their origin and stories. And now everyone can interact with everyone. Yeah, everyone's talking to each other, and it's just great. So, I mean, you have the lords and the ladies. You know, you've got the, the different knights speaking right. to each other. It's just fantastic. Maybe a year from now, we'll just do a convention. Ben, yeah, I thought, ben oh, the Nikon. I, oh, absolutely, we will. Yeah, and so, um, okay, um, Gus, our good friend Gus, uh, who has uh, who keeps me honest. He does. I'm gonna start calling him Honest Gus. All right, honest Sir Gus, Gus, the honest. Sir Gus, the honest. Uh, he sent us uh, his origin story. He says, "Good day, my lords. Been some time since I've popped in, but uh, been very busy with my two uh, young squires and daily labors." Yeah, well, I'm sure that. Yeah, I'm sure that <laughs> oh, that will happen. Great. Loving all the rabbit holes you've taken us through the last few weeks, and I'm definitely excited for the Maester study on uh, Makar and Aegon. Uh, I've come to realize that I'd have to wake up very early to beat the heavy hitters in trivia or stay up way too late. Yeah, good point. Um, unfortunately, I dropped the Podbean as my listening platform due to many issues with playback. And, you know, honestly, um, for if you're listening to the podcast... Uh, I would actually say that there are better there apps are. to listen to it than. I mean, I, we host it there. We, that we does do. not mean you need to listen yeah, there. We, yeah, we do host it on. I actually think I like iTunes better. Um, I'm yeah, not I sure. Too. I think a lot of people use Spotify now. So yeah, I, Spotify is pretty solid. I've, I've I've not used their their hosting app. But yeah. yeah. So just want to throw it out. But there. I will say you you do get our episode first if you are uh, if you use Poppy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no delay in, in right. it popping up there. So. Um, I, he says, I, uh, I keep up uh, with the notifications, or I keep it for the notifications uh, and for the whole um, hardcore history collection. Um, anyway, my journey into the world of ice and fire began with peer pressure. All right. A uh, buddy of mine kept telling me I love this show as I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, but all the hype around um, it sort of kept me away. And I've actually heard um, other people, I have, a, I have a buddy Lane, who because of the hype around it, Kind of was like, ah, you know, I'm good. Right. I'm just going to kind of steer away from it. You don't want to really... It's those people who don't want to maybe jump on the bandwagon or you just... You'll come to it in your own time, you know? All right. Have, um, have, have poor knees to bend. Hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I walked in uh, while he was watching a two-handed yet uh, bounded Jamie uh, get bested by Brienne. And he gave me a quick rundown of who they are and what's going on. So I decided to give it a shot. Um, I won a Nook HD for Christmas that same year, and he let me use his HBO account for uh, to start watching. Wow, sounds like a great buddy. That's yeah. Can awesome. I use his, Can I use his HBO account? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that opening scene is something I'll never forget, and I quickly realized this isn't a show you watch on a tablet. Um, once I caught up and season six ended, I needed more. My favorite podcast is the last podcast on the left. Uh, and an ad for Audible with a free book led me down a path I don't ever want to turn from. I quickly smashed through the books, including Tales of Duncan Egg and recently The World of Ice and Fire, which I am currently on my second run through. Um, as always, I am ram I am rambling, but uh, keep up the good work, and I look forward to connecting with you guys uh, more through the Facebook group. By the way, uh, though I live in what could be Dorne, I would proudly wear the Mormont sigil on my there breastplate. Yeah, I like that. Um, John picks up a Mormont shield. Uh, when they breach Winterfell, 62 men and at least one made it to the end. How <laughs> badass is that? Uh, that's so true. Uh, so to quote the old bear, if you want to lead, learn how to follow. I love that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, one, Sir Gus, the one huge takeaway from that. 
Yeah. Is that he said his favorite podcast was not Bend the Knee or what well, is that? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of that podcast. It's a good that's actually a no, good it's one. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty it's, well known. That's okay. Um so awesome. Thanks. No, uh, no, Sir I, Gus, we appreciate that. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um Tanner, our our good friend Tanner, Sir Sir Tanner. Um hey guys, um uh, have y'all ever heard of Game of Thrones Fantasy League for the show? So this is uh kind of like this is new this was new to us, so we thought we'd throw it out there. Um, is it uh, Fantasizer? Yeah, I've I've I, I have actually I've actually heard of these Game of Thrones fantasy leagues before. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fantasizer has a good one, and it actually plays into my origin story. My cousin and his friends needed one extra person, so he forced me into it. I watched the show, and I've loved it ever since. Essentially, you draft a team of characters just like you would in fantasy football. Then, when characters on your team kill people, um curse gain lordship get castles have sex etc you get points for example when cersei blew up the sept of Paylor, whoever had drafted cersei <laughs> oh got a lot of points that is actually epic hey, hey man you know what that is so cool i will say this the lannisters know how to kill people right they do. Tyrion and yeah yeah they do they do um i've been playing ever since um season three there isn't an app right now, but it's a great way to have fun with friends while the show is in season. Um, also, I completely agree that uh, The Night of the Seven Kings of, uh, Kingdoms is a great read. I haven't read the main series yet, ironically enough. Best, Tanner. Well, yeah. um, honestly, you know, sometimes starting with some of that history and stuff yeah. is, is a cool way to do it. Yeah. You know, I will say this, though, yeah. real quick about this, about this fantasy league, is two things. One, I believe somebody actually posted, I want to say maybe it was Adam Parker, in uh, in the group about who has the most kills, I think it was confirmed kills. Okay, but I think I went in there and said, "Well, I think Tyrion kills a lot of people at the Battle of the Blackwater." Yeah, but I guess yeah, I, we don't know how many people Cersei killed, but she yeah. except Baylor. Right, she may be the she may be the winner of most kills. But, she might be. Yeah, I yeah <laughs> most confirmed kills though. I that you got where you can actually count the exact number. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just interesting. And we actually had an episode on uh, what we like. To, sometimes we like to call the uh, before the conquest mm-hmm. po- episodes. We actually did a draft uh, like about a year ago. We did. I forgot we about di- that. We did. It was. It was like it, we, it was like it was to be season eight. So it was like a year ago. We said who's gonna live, who's, who's gonna, gonna die? die, and we just uh, we dra- we drafted people. So yeah. you, if I, I I think it's in the title of the episode. Yeah, you have to go. You have to yeah. go look. But. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we do have that. So we we are on record. We should go back and listen. to We that. should. We are on record as uh, as saying who like no, I want this person. I think they're gonna live. Yeah, I want this person. I they're think they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna live. Die. Yeah, yeah. So that, that that's pretty neat. I honestly I wish I knew about that a long time ago because that would have been fun to play. Yeah, you know, picking your players and all it'll, sudden, be, it'll be Cersei's really it'll be really fun once the prequel through. show starts. Because yeah. then you have no then you kind of have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, True. like it's not like the books are out. Right, and I love there's points for like different things like having sex, a lordship, you know. Man, stuff. I wonder who. Uh, so Bron would be pretty good because he, yeah, Bron, yeah, he kind of hooks up, kills a lot of, he heals some he people, some he gets a lordship. That's got to be a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, he's he's moving up for sure. Tyr- in terms of cursing though, Tyrion, man, he's got to be. <laughs> yeah, he's up there. Yeah. So, all right, awesome. So you guys uh, keep sending in those origin stories. You know, how did you get into it? Um, you know, uh, was it a buddy? Was it a friend? Did you watch the TV show first? Did have, did you read the histories first, and then you got into the series? You know, all that stuff. We love to hear it, and uh, you know, we'll read it here on the show. So send mm-hmm. those to btkcast at uh, gmail dot com. Um, we are we do not have a knighting ceremony this week. Um, we actually just for uh, sake of time, we're going to skip over that, and uh, I, th- I think we've actually gone 
Uh, we're okay on time, but uh, I think we're going to skip over it this week, and uh, we will come back to that next week. If you haven't sent your um, your words, uh, go ahead and send that to you know uh, Sir Matt or myself on Patreon mm-hmm. uh, dot com forward slash uh, bend the knee. You can just send me your words, and I'll update the doc there. Yeah. Uh, but a message, you just message the 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 main uh, yeah. page there, and and I will get it, or Sir Matt will get it, and we'll update the doc, yeah. and kind of go from there. So yeah, and real quick, uh, Sir Ezra, so people some people ask what is the best way to reach us. Yeah. Um. So if you message the Facebook page, mm-hmm. f- that that goes to me. I read those. Um, the emails Sir Ezra kind of handles. Um, we kind of use those for ravens and stuff that we can kind of organize. Yeah. Um, so I guess if people want to specifically just message you, Sir Ezra, how should how should they go about doing that? Well, um, the best way is um, I think the reason we have the Facebook group is uh, so in, a, in another group that I'm in, um, you can just tag people. Yep. And so when you write a post, if there's something you want me to kind of address either on the podcast specifically or if you take issue with something Sir Ezra yeah. has said, which is fine, yeah. uh, but we'll go at it in the group. I would love to do that. And, and by I say, air quote, go at it. I love to have back and forth um, conversations and you present your evidence, I present my evidence type of thing. But just tag me. If you just put the at symbol and you type um, right. Ezra in there, it'll pop right up because I'm the admin of the of, of the group. And, um, and then we can have a back and forth. You can tag both Sir Matt and I if yep. you want us both to kind of comment. Um, that's one way. Um, you know, the Gmail, I often re- respond to, uh, if you have questions, like just in general, and if you just say question yeah. for Sir Ezra, and it's not really like a raven right, you want us to address. Yeah, because I, I get those a lot in the Facebook group where somebody's like, this isn't a raven, I just have a question. Like some today, um, I've had some people mes- message me about uh, like, what's the best way to get, what's the best way to get the audiobook. Yeah. I was talking with someone today and uh I think he was trying to get like the CDs of it and he was like, "Man, these are really expensive." I was like, "I just use Audible." Yeah. yeah I was like, yeah, "Just yeah, use yeah. Audible." Yeah. But it, so sometimes people don't have like something that they or yeah, they or they, they want to ask us something that's not like they don't want anyone, everyone else to know. Right. You yeah, can so. always send an email to btkcast at gmail.com and right. just know Sir Ezra, I I look at those and if it's a question about like the procedures, how do I get in that contest or how do right. I get this or what have you i will reply to those now yeah. the ravens like you know ghost of uh of heron hall sends me a raven uh every week unless we have something we need to like have a back and forth with um the ghost knows that i'll just read uh, the raven right. and respond on the show right you know? i think so, what people want to know is can they slide into your dms yeah you can slide into those dms yeah <laughs> okay. there's, there's a way to do that hey the best way to slide into them is go over to patreon.com <laughs> forward slash bend the knee and i will be the one messaging you there yeah um no but uh we actually are We've got a couple cool features, I think, coming out, too, that will um, help us interact with you guys a little bit more. Um, I honestly run a couple other different podcasts, and so um, I am swamped half the time. But I would love to do something like a set time where it's sort of like before we podcast or you know um have a time where we can kind of interact with, yeah, like a, with like people a, like a, maybe like a like a google hangout or yeah or something. something like that something we, like that we've yeah. been thinking about ways in which we could kind of you know go live there or whatever um yeah. you can also hit up my instagram though um womp rat underscore two m um and is womp rat's my, all one word yeah womp rat's all one word so w o m p r a t underscore two m and that's on instagram i'll pop right up it says um should change it to Sir Ezra, shouldn't That's I? That's what mine. I, I changed mine. Yeah, I need to change it. It just says Ezra right now. So I, yeah. I but uh, I, you know, I post on there sometimes. It's like right. once every two to three months I post on there. Whatever. But, but you're I'll, on but it. You're on. Yeah, it. but I'm on it all the time. So if you were to get a DM, you would, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd yeah, message you right back. Yeah, know? and you can re- you can send us DMs at our um, 
the BTK cast, the Bend the Knee Instagram. Yeah, I run that as well, but Sir Ezra and I can. That, that's that's one that we can easily jump into and yeah, and, and kind of respond. So right. most of those I typically answer. Uh, you can hit me up anywhere on the internet at Super Gains Bros. That's all one word: S U P E R G A I N S B R O S. That's on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm very active. Yeah, on both. So. I'm also on Twitter too. So same handle at Wampret underscore two meter two meters yeah. there two M. Yeah. <laughs> So, but anyways, yeah, just a way to to reach out to us and stuff. And if I don't reply, you know, just don't fe- don't be afraid to send me another message. Right. Yeah. Never be afraid to because it's it's not for uh, it's probably because I looked at it during school and I said, yeah. well, I can't really, you know, I'm telling my kids to put their phones away, <laughs> and here I am yeah. messaging people back about the podcast. I'm like, gosh dang, I gotta yeah. set a good example. Yeah, for I'm the usually realm. I'm usually I'm usually pretty good at responding to the uh, Facebook messages. We're just getting to this point now. This I'm glad we started the group because it's uh, just and keep. Please keep sending them. It's just getting to the point now to where it's almost like it's a lot. It's a lot. And yeah. so uh, that's kind of what that group is there for. And uh, you guys can talk about that and stuff like that. So, absolutely. yeah, for sure. Um, but we do have coming up next, uh, was well, it this month? Wow, yeah. we have to do that this month, don't we? Um, the Princess and the Queen. We have mm-hmm. that uh, novella that we're going to be reading through. And then, as uh, Sir Matt had mentioned earlier, we're going to get into the Dunkin' Egg series and just kind of go back through those so um with those be much page, more those be our black council patron episodes yeah yep so with much more depth i think so so looking forward to that so all right well uh sir ezra i believe it is uh time to sign off unfortunately it's time to say farewell <laughs> it is we want to thank you for playing the game of thrones in our next episode we will be discussing chapter 26 john 4 mm-hmm uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, um, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.